I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Binance in the UK, crypto in India, and the former finance minister of Greece has some choice words for Bitcoin. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, June 28th, 2021. What a great day. Woke up this morning. It's like 90 degrees outside. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. And well, I had a great weekend. I hope you had a great weekend, too. And I am totally not able to speak today. This is literally the fourth time I recorded this intro. And I recorded the intro intro. You know how there's the music break between it. I recorded that five times. I just couldn't get it out of my mouth today. So I'm happy I'm starting early with the podcast because it's going to be one of those days where I'm just going to have to re-record over and over again and edit everything out. And, you know, you just have those days. You just can't be on it every day. But what is on it today is Bitcoin. Let's check out those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.15 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $34,437, up 4.5% in 24. Ethereum is at $2,075, up 13.5% in 24. Tether's in the number 3 spot, and Binance Coin is at $292, at 6.2%, up in 24. And in the number 5 spot, Cardano is at $1.33, up 6.1%. Rounding off the top 10, we have Doge, XRP, USDC, Polkadot, and BUSD. Total market cap, we're at $1.38 trillion and a BTC dominance of 46.7%. Now, today's news. Despite continued regulatory pressure from the country's government and central bank, Indian investors demonstrate an increased confidence in cryptocurrencies. According to data from blockchain forensic firm Chainalysis, crypto investments in India rose over the past year as much as 19,900%. What does that mean in dollars and cents? That means, well, they invested $200 million before, and now it's nearly $40 billion. The surge of investment comes despite regulatory uncertainty around the status of crypto in India. Who's investing? Well, 18 to 35 have the appetite. They have the crypto bug. They have laser eyes. According to Sandeep Gonka, the co-founder of local exchange, ZebPay, he said to Bloomberg that the 18 to 35-year-olds find it easier to invest in crypto than gold because the process is very simple. You can go online, you can buy crypto, you don't have to verify it, unlike gold. Chainalysis, they put out a report earlier this month about who is making the most gains. What country has the most realized Bitcoin gains? Well, number one is the United States, about $4.1 billion in realized Bitcoin gains, followed by China at $1.1 billion. And India, it's pretty much 18th out of 25, but it's still at $241 million. Former Greek finance minister Yanis Varoufakis has some choice words about Bitcoin, saying that Bitcoin's limited supply of 21 million coins make it unfit to replace fiat money. He argues that Bitcoin creates a kind of feudalism ran by early adopters, and that it would be outright catastrophic if it replaced fiat currencies. In an interview with the Greek reporter, the interview is in the link in the show notes, actually the article 
is link is in the show notes and the interview is in that article in this interview published yesterday Verifacus said that bitcoin's greatest strength is that it has a finite supply of 21 million coins also that's the biggest weakness he said that given its fixed supply and given the fact that there's no democratic mechanism to determine who gets what and how many bitcoins it creates a kind of feudalism ran by earlier adopters he continues to say that bitcoin's fixed supply also makes it unfit for times of crisis he said suppose that with a magic wand, Bitcoin replaces fiat money. This would be catastrophic. We would all now be in very dire straits. What would happen if we have a pandemic? And you need to increase the money supply. You cannot increase the supply of Bitcoin because the supply is fixed. He says CBDCs, or central bank digital currencies, are the way to go and will kill more than two birds with one stone. For example, they would allow users to cut out the middlemen, such as private banks, that charge a fee for effectively doing nothing. He says, why are we assuming that when you want to buy a book from Amazon, you should go through some private bank? Why should the private bank be cut into the deal with Amazon? Why should Amazon pay a fee to the private bank for doing nothing? Banks charge because they have the monopoly on the payment system. He continued to say that we need to cut out the middleman. The Federal Reserve gives the money to the banks, they lend it to corporations. Now, what if the Fed wants to stimulate the economy and give every taxpayer in the U.S. a digital account? The money goes directly to the Federal Reserve. The whole point is cutting the middleman out. So, in a nutshell, what he's saying is in times of crisis, Bitcoin won't work because the Fed or the governments need to print money to buy things, to stimulate the economy, to, I don't know, help things, to start construction projects or infrastructure projects, to fuel the economy in downturns. And the only way to do that is to print more money and start using those funds for the benefit of the country or society. Do you agree with that? Do you think that we could do this with a fixed supply of US dollars or a fixed supply of whatever currency we use? Email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. That's the question of the week. Can we run a successful country if in times of crisis like war, a pandemic, or any other thing that you could think of, and we need an influx of cash, we can do it without printing money, with a fixed supply of US dollars. How would that be done? What would it look like? Let me know. You guys want to see something pretty cool? Click the link in the show notes to Cambridge University's Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index. Why? Well, it tells you how much the Bitcoin network is using in terms of electricity. And that's cool because we find out things like this. Bitcoin's network energy consumption has fallen by 51% since May 10th. This is a result of China's Bitcoin mining crackdown. It was at an all-time high of 141 terawatt hours. And now, right now, today, it's sitting at around 68 terawatt hours. And I have to restate what I said yesterday. I think that the Bitcoin price is artificially low. Okay, bear with me. When China said, turn off your mining machines, we saw the price start to drop. We say it's China FUD. We say that people are taking money out of the, the system. Well, they are taking money out of the system, but also it's the miners taking money out of the system. They're taking their Bitcoin, they're turning it into USDT or some stable coin, and they are holding this cash, basically, until they relocate. But other than that, the price has been following the hash rate. And the hash rate went down about 40 to 45% since May. What did Bitcoin price do? It dropped around 40 to 45, maybe a little more percent since May. We saw a 17% decrease in the Bitcoin price the previous week, which correlated with a 17% fall in hash rate. Now, I know there's no causation, but it's kind of following the same thing. But hash rate is preceding the price correction, not the price preceding the hash rate. 
Usually, it's the price goes down and people are turning off their mining machines because they can't make a profit. But now we're seeing mining machines turn off and the price following suit. It's the inverse. Yesterday we reported that 5% of the hash rate just kicked on. And what happened? 5% rise in Bitcoin. So I think Bitcoin's price is artificially low and that the real price of Bitcoin right now is around fifty dollars to $60,000. And when we see all of these machines start kicking on, we are going to see a huge rev up in Bitcoin price, kind of like starting a car. When you start a car, the car goes from like 2,000 to 3,000 RPMs because it's just vroom, and then it goes down to idle around 7 to 800 RPM. I think that's what we're going to see. When we see these miners turn on their machines again, I think we're going to see the bull of all bulls. This is not financial advice, but let's see if I'm right. Elon Musk tweets, My Shiba Inu will be named Floki. Don't know what Floki is. Don't really care. His tweet moved Shiba Inu coin for reasons unknown because for some reason, people care what Elon Musk says about crypto. He moved that market 17% from, I'm not going to tell you the price because there's a lot of zeros. It's like fractions of a penny. But it moved the market. Dogecoin didn't do anything. Didn't budge much. What's going on with Doge now, Elon? You're falling out of love? You have a new mistress? You have a new coin to rule them all? Elon. I think Elon just has ADD. He doesn't know what the hell to focus on. That's why he's doing everything. That's why he's digging tunnels, building cars, having spaceships, and having satellites, and playing with cryptocurrencies. And the guy just needs to settle down. Give Elon his Ritalin, please. Give Elon his Adderall. Whatever he's taking, give it to him. He's been off for too long. Mexico's third richest man, Ricardo Salinas Pliego, tweeted this morning that the bank he founded, Banco Azteca, aims to be the first bank in the country to accept Bitcoin. Click the link in the show notes where you can hear a video of Mexico's third wealthiest man explaining why he believes fiat currencies are a fraud and he wants to hold Bitcoin over the next 30 years. That was from Pomp. Listen to Mexico's third richest man talk about Bitcoin. Link is in the show notes. And finally, Binance cannot operate in the UK, said the UK's top financial watchdog. But Britain's crypto traders can continue to use the exchange. Are you confused? So was Decrypt. So they called the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, and asked them to clarify a couple things. An FCA spokesperson said the ban only applies to Binance's English corporation, Binance Makers Limited, which Binance has not registered with the FCA, despite its plans to do so. They continue to say that UK customers can continue to interact with Binance Group, the wider international collection of Binance companies that maintain no official headquarters. That means that Binance customers in the UK can trade on Binance as normal. Nothing changes. Are you still confused? Me too. But if the UK can trade, I'm happy. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and go to DeemerForCongress.com. Look, this is the end of the quarter, the fundraising quarter. Please help me raise some funds. Blockchain Advocates in Washington. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>